On today's Locked On Texans podcast, this Victory Monday is especially special. Colors aside, history aside, the Houston Texans defense had the game of their lives. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 Locked On Texans fans, listeners, and viewers, and Texan fans across the world to this Monday's episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you to all of our first-time listeners and viewers out there. If this is your first time, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texans podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. And thank you to our returning listeners, where Cody and I continue to talk Texans here on mm. the show. I'm your Texans football analyst, John, some sports guy, Hickman. And of course, joining me as always, the man with the plan behind the scenes in front of the camera. You might not never know where he's at. Sports <laughs> Illustrated song, Texas credentialed media member, Cody Davis. What are we talking about today? <laughs> Arguably. Ryan. Does he deserve coach of the year? Starting Case Keenum and Motors, Devin Singletary's big day. But we kick off today's show centered around the best defensive performance of the year. But today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now, before we get started, Cody, I got some butter here for you. Mm-hmm. I got some butter. Mm-hmm. Don't, you, don't <laughs> eat your little, little crab dub. Don't eat your crab dub. Tough match. <laughs> this is the Houston Texans defense that I think had the performance of the season. When you look at all of the adversity coming up, coming into this game, down players on both sides of the ball. Jimmy Ward mm-hmm. goes down early. Right, You're looking at a team going up against a hot, Tennessee Titan team. They win this game. They keep their playoff hopes alive with no CJ Stroud, no Will Anderson, no Tank Dell, no, 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 no across the board. <laughs> this defense went out there, seven sacks, 12 tackles for loss, 11 QB hits, six pass deflections, one interception, a couple of interception drops, and they mm. held. Derrick Henry, who mm. has been running crazy on the Houston Texans in mm. his last five outings, 200 yards per game. They held Derrick Henry to 0.6 yards per carry, an absolute master class performance by the Texans defense. I'm not going to lie to you, John, listeners and viewers. I thought without a shadow of a doubt that we will be sitting here talking about the terrible defensive performance by the Houston Texans because you already mentioned it, John. You got to take a look at all of the injuries that the Texans had on the defensive line. There's one name you forgot to mention who has arguably been a top five defensive player without a shadow of a doubt, a top 10 player for the Houston Texans this whole entire season. Linebacker, Blake Cashman. You're going to Tennessee, going up against Derrick Henry, 
a guy to your point, guy to your point, John has averaged over 200 yards over the last five games against the Texans. As a matter of fact, let's break this down a little bit more. Over the last five games, Derrick Henry has rushed for 1,018 yards with 10 touchdowns. You're going into Tennessee without Will Anderson, Blake Cashman, two of, let's say, the top five guys responsible for your improvements against the run. When you look at how good the Tennessee Titans did look in that first offensive drive where they recorded 85 yards with their first touchdown. By the way, that connection between Will Levis and Traylon Burks, that was a, I think it was a 30 or 32-yard completion that took place right after you lost Jimmy Ward due to a concussion. And, John, what is something that I have been harping on for this entire season every time the Texans play without Jimmy Ward? Without Jimmy Ward, the Texans give up big play after big play after big play. And that was the prime example of how important Jimmy Ward is to that defensive backfield. However. After that offensive drive by the Tennessee Titans, the Houston Texans defense ended up recording five consecutive stops where they held Tennessee to 65 yards. And when you take a look at the defense as a whole, you're looking at a situation where excluding that offensive touchdown drive for the Tennessee Titans, the Texans had held Tennessee to 85 yards. For the rest of the game in regulations, I did held, held that offense out. to nine points. Held that offense to nine points. The fact that you allowed Derrick Henry to rush for only nine yards without a shadow of a doubt, a season low. By the way, Derrick Henry did not get his first positive rushing yards on the ground until midway through the third quarter. I understand I say this a lot. But I think I'm going to retire retire this statement for this game. This was the best defensive performance that we have seen from the Houston Texans, not just this year, but I will say over the last three seasons. That's part of the reason why later on in the show, we got to talk about why Coach D'Amico Ryan's deserved Coach of the Year. This was a phenomenal defensive performance. John, I know you got to talk too, but I do want to say this as well. Go ahead, not go ahead. only not only did they hold Derrick Henry, but they also did a phenomenal job of containing DeAndre Hopkins, who just looked like DeAndre Hopkins from the Houston Texans during their victory last week. They held him two catches for 21 yards. I understand there was one, possibly two big plays he could have had. However, Kudos to Jalen Petrie. Kudos to Derek Stingley Jr. for not giving up on the play. Phenomenal defensive performance from this team on all three levels, especially your guy. I know you're going to get into him, Christian Harris. Oh, my God. <clears throat> oh, my God. So, look, let, let, let me, let, here's the thing about this game, what I saw from this performance. Cody, when you say this was the best defensive performance we've seen all year, mm-hmm. I stamped that. Mm-hmm. I think this was the best defensive performance we've seen from a Texans defense in two years, at least in two mm-hmm. seasons, at least. But this is why the matchup versus the Titans was so special. Of course, we know the history. Of course, mm-hmm. we know the, the drama, the social media drama, the history drama, whatever you want to call it, heading into this game. But 
there has been throughout 15 weeks. There, how many times have we really, through four quarters, have said, "Oh, this is D'Amico Ryan's defense." Through four quarters. Through now four quarters, we man. go throughout this entire season. We can look back at the Steelers game. We can say, "Oh, this was a Bobby Bobby Sloat's performance." How he schematically helped his quarterback out on the offensive side of the ball to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, who had mm -hmm. a you know the two bookends neutralized them out of the game. Right. You can even look at the New Orleans Saints, maybe not that game, but I would say maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. Offensively. Well, definitely that one <laughs> offensively. Right. But we have not for four quarters. We have not said, oh, this is the D'Amico Ryan stamp defense. Mm -hmm. We haven't. Fact of the matter, we may see a drive here. We may see a quarter. We may even see a half. But for four Quarters. Mm, this mm, was mm. the first time we've seen a Demico Ryan's defense play all four quarters in overtime and look this dominating. Mm. Right, Will Levis coming into this game had just threw for over three hundred yards against the Miami Dolphins defense. He followed uh, that. That game was followed up. Well, he followed. He was following up a two hundred and fifty yard performance the game before. So he had some very good outings in the last couple of games. Only one hundred ninety nine yards, and with the sack yards, only really one thirty eight on the day. Uh, seven sacks, uh, 28.4 QBR, uh, quarterback rating of 72.4, right? But you also look at what the Texans did all together on the ground. 30 carries for the Tennessee Titans rushing attack. 30 carries, 66 yards, 2.2 yards per carry. This run defense, if we, we look at the pass defense for the Houston Texans, all year we've said that's been a problem. The run defense continues to be as stout as it has been advertised but then you do go look at the, the passing defense Traylon burke didn't have you know he had a couple of big plays for houston i mean for the tennessee titans but he didn't do much to impact the outcome of this game chris moore got involved a little bit late but cody i think to your point the deandre hopkins two catches for 21 yards that hmm. is that is it that is it this could have been the tim get tim kelly revenge game this could have been chris moore <laughs> Revenge game. This also could have been the DeAndre Hopkins revenge game, but defensively they were keyed in. And I also think when we look at this game, guys, how many best games of the year did we see from this team from from, hmm. for, from specific players? Jonathan Gennard, best game of the year. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Christian Harris. I mean, he in the open field secured tackles and how he covered the flattened hook. You know, they, they tried to do different screens. They tried to dump it off, dump the ball off to Derrick Henry. He played phenomenal. Denzel Perriman, maybe his game of the year. Definitely Two linebackers is. that stepped up heavily with Blake Cashman out. Mm -hmm. Malik Collins, was this Malik Collins' game of the year? That's up for debate. Derrick Barnett, even though he was with <laughs> Philly early in the year, this was probably the best Derrick Barnett defense has seen in a little while. He hadn't really performed and produced for Philly this year. Uh, Khalil Davis, he had a very good game. He got in on the action with a sack. But you know who had the, the his best game of the year? And this was after Jimmy Ward went down. Jalen Petrie. The hometown kid. Jalen Petrie yes, sir. had his best game of the year. Breaking up that DeAndre Hopkins pass that went for like 42 at the mm -hmm. last second, punched that mm -hmm. out. He dropped the interception, but that was – 
the, the, the interception that he could have had, that was the best coverage I've seen from Jalen Petrie all year. Hmm. And so when you look at how this team was able to will their team to victory, it was all on the defensive side of the ball. Only allowed nine points, three field goals. The touchdown came from a, a pick six. We'll talk about the offense. But defensively, after I sat back and I, and I saw that the Houston Texans are now eight and five on a year, eight and six, excuse me, I said to myself, there were several players who had their best game of the year on the defensive side of the ball. The defense, for the first time, I think finally, this is D'Amico Ryan's defense. I'm waiting to see what the blitz rate was. I thought they did a very good job of picking up, you know, uh, opportunities. Of, uh, I'm sorry, using more blitzing opportunities. Uh, they was able to get after the quarterback because they, you know, just making him frantic. They took advantage of a weakened offensive line, uh, which with all of the things we're talking about now, they didn't do the week prior against the New York Jets. So. I, I think this is the first time D'Amico Ryans was like, okay, you know, I, I hear the noise. Matt Burke, I've heard the noise. I don't know who called defensive plays. We may not find out. Hopefully we do. But this was a game for D'Amico Ryans. And he came out and he gave his defense all of the help and support they needed from the sidelines, unlike Bobby Slug, who I think still has some room to grow. I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, but Devin Singletary, when we switch sides, man, did he have a big day. Hey, guys, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has vast majority, a vast network of more than a billion professionals which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy that, in fact, 80% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Can't beat that. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Victory Monday installment of Locked On Texans. John, I cannot believe this is our eighth Victory Monday of the season, <laughs> surpassing the total, surpassing the combined totals that we had over the last three years, which was seven. I'm stunned. And I'm not only stunned by the defensive performance that the Houston Texans gave, given the injuries that they had on the defensive side of the ball, I'm stunned not only by the fact that they won this game with Case Keenum on the center, I'm stunned that Case Keenum was even in the game to begin with because, y'all listeners and viewers, let me just say this. Regardless how you feel about the Houston Texans, the one thing I would give them is that they know how to keep everything in-house. Yes, and when you do. go back to the last 12 games of the season. Case Keenum was inactive every single game. And anytime CJ Stroud needed a quick breather, 
needed to get checked for a quick injury or, as we saw last week, unfortunately had to exit the game early due to a concussion, it was Davis Mills who came in (laughs) as, as the team's backup quarterback. So without a shadow of a doubt, we all thought that even though Coach DeMuco Rhines did not want to say who the starter was going to be, we was all putting two to two together, so much so on Thursday, we had an opportunity to talk to Davis Mill at his locker. Case Keenan wasn't even around. However, when the Houston Texans took the field to take on the Tennessee Titans, Case Keenum was the starter at quarterback, and this is what Coach D'Amico Ryans had to say about his decision starting Case Keenum over Davis Mills. Casey just has the experience, right? He's been there. He's done that. As he told the guys, it's not his first rodeo. He's been there. He's won big games. Uh, this was a big game for us. and He stepped up and did, you know, he's been there before. So it wasn't too big for him. He was uh, made the right plays, you know, and he helped us, right? Guys are in the right position. We ran the ball well, and I think that's what helped Case and the offense by us running the ball well, which is something, you know, we hadn't done well over the past couple of weeks. So the way Motor ran the ball, the way Case played efficiently, Noah making big plays, Dalton, everybody stepping up when they needed to. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I really thought that the Texans were making a mistake by starting Case Keenum over Davis Mills. However, I was wrong. And it's one of those situations, John, I know you heard me say this a lot. As a reporter, as an analyst, there's certain things I say and write I want to be wrong about because that means that it worked in the team that I'm covering it's working in their favor, i.e., you see the the the, the, the season that Elper and Shagoon is having with the Houston Rockets. I did not see that coming. However, to flip things over back to the Houston Texans, look, I understood that whoever the Texans were going to start against the Tennessee Titans, they wasn't going to give their best C.J. Stroud impression. If anything, it was just going to be a quote-unquote game manager. And that's exactly what Case Keenum did. And I liked how they used Case Keenum's experience playing in a big game because if they lose this game without a shadow of a doubt, I think that would have ruined their chances of making the playoffs. However, they used Case Keenum's experience in big games and he actually went out there and helped the Houston Texans win their eighth game of the season. I know it wasn't nothing spectacular and phenomenal that he did. However, Case Keenum is a definition of what you want out of your backup quarterback i remember at the start of the season um at the start of training camp when we saw that they signed him i said hey Kate keenum is only going to be around to help mentor cj strout and davis mills however this i want to say young man but this older man only this the only player we can't say young man about (laughs) exactly this this elder man came in and filled a significant void for the Houston Texans offense. Shout out to Case Keenum, picking up his first victory as the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans since 2014. You know, I may be on the outside looking in with this one, but uh, I I don't think there would have been a big difference between whether Davis or Case would have started. I Mm. think the outcome would have been the same because of the man who had the ball in his hand And that was Devin Singletary. I hate it at the end of the game. His walk-off TD was erased, but Kami Fairbairn was able to kick the field goal to win it for Houston 19-16, which, by the way, on a crossover. That's what I said. I thought it was going to be a close game. It was going to come down to three when I did the crossover with Tic Tac Tyler uh, for the Locked on Titans. But 
I honestly don't think it would have been a big difference. If anything, maybe you would have saw Houston have an opportunity to take more shots down the field because of Davis's arm talent uh, compared to uh, Case Keenum's arm talent. Um, honestly, Case Keenum's pick six, I could see a situation, a scenario where Davis Mills would have thrown a pick six. Hmm. So I don't think there was a big drop off or difference between Case and Davis, but I do love that the confidence behind putting Case in there, I think, was the biggest thing. If you're that confident in Case been on the field, then maybe there were some plays throughout those four quarters that we saw the Houston, Texas conference sideline that maybe they just felt like the confidence was in Case a little bit more than Davis. Mm. Um, boy, did Case get away with a terrible decision that he was built out by Dalton Schultz. Who oh, boy. To the game, right? We got to give Dalton Schultz some love who – I uh, hadn't been playing lately. Now he was back in practice this week and he's back in the mix. And so uh he definitely had to play the game. I think one of the play of the games. Of course, I think every sack, seven sacks, this you know, you can look at the as a play of the game. But shout out to Dalton Schultz. Uh I think offensively, a banged up offensive line. Larry Tussle goes out for a couple of plays, for a couple of drives. And uh we already know how. You know how banged up this offensive line was coming into this game. Charlie Heck had a rough game. I thought that uh, Juice Scruggs was much better as a run blocker today. I believe that of the 120 rushing yards that Devin Singletary accounted for, I think 60 to 65 was behind Juice Scruggs' side. So yeah, that's that a positive. Side did look good, man. That is a positive. I think this was the first time that young man and Juice Scruggs felt comfortable at that position. We know that. He was brought in to play center, but at the left guard position, he looked good. Michael Data did not. Oh, my goodness. In space, he did not put a hand on nobody uh, a couple of times. But I thought that Devin Singletary is what wheeled this team to victory because he was able to, especially in the first half, where where maybe it was like a third and 15, you just saw him run off, get some good runs, right? Maybe pick up 13 of the, of the 15 yards that they needed. And so maybe you get better field position, right? Maybe maybe it's second and eight, and he's picking up eight yards. And so now you're doing a better job of putting your team in a better position to move the ball. Uh, for the Houston Texans, when I look at this game, uh, offensively, I was not blown away by Bobby Slaw, honestly. Hmm. I, I thought that – and by the way, the Houston Texans did go 4-15 on third downs, uh, one, of, one, of, one of one on fourth down. Uh, on the day, but I thought Bobby Slork, and again, I'm looking at CJ Stroud is out, no Nico, no Tank Dale, but a fullback screen was was unnecessary. Uh, there was another a quarterback, not quarterback, a wide receiver screen to Steven Sims, and then you had the two reverses to Steven Sims, and he didn't do good on either one of them. Then he dropped one of them, he, he fumbled one of them. I, I came away from that saying to myself, Xavier Hutchinson has been successful in that role for Houston this year. Why not continue to use that young man who's a better athlete at this point of his career in that situation? And also maybe doing that could help get him going, right? And so I came away from this game wanting more from Bobby Slook. I thought that was – I think that's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. A lot of people want to hurry up and say, he's a he's a, he's a head coach. Mm. He's a – no, Bobby Slook, and you guys have to slow down on that. He needs some more time. He, he left a lot on the field to desire to me. But Devin Singletary was was a story for me, man. I mean, this was a guy that I thought after two weeks of running for over 250 yards, that following week after that second week, 
You saw Houston go back to giving more snaps to Damian Pierce. Well, uh, on Sunday versus the Tennessee Titans, Damian Pierce only carried the ball one time. This was a team that was smart about understanding Devin Singletary is the man we need to continue to have the ball in his hands. 26 carries, 121 yards, 4.7 yards per carry. He was huge for Houston. He was huge. And I think that when you look at the TD that Noah Brown caught, that gave Houston a 16-16 tie, which was great. But they don't get that drive. They don't They don't go down there and score without Devin Singletary and his running ability. So if we look at the offensive player of the game, it's 100% Devin Singletary and Dalton Schultz because they don't score without that amazing snatch and grab from Roger McCreary uh, at the, at the one-yard line, two-yard line, whatever it was, inside the five, ten-yard line. Uh, Dalton Schultz was big for Houston on Sunday. Another player that was big for Houston, and please forgive me, Noah Brown, eight, eight targets, eight catches, mm. 82 yards, one TD. You know, there was a lot of what is he going to do conversation coming into this game. I told you Especially, it was the field last week. It was the it field. Been, it could have been the field. He you. had some drops. He had some drops. He was not being, He was not able to create separation. <laughs> But I thought that he did a very good job of redeeming himself in a big way, 82 yards on a day, one TD. But I got to tell you guys about FanDuel. As the weather outside gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 in your pocket if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit, visit excuse me, fanduel.com slash locked on and continue some of the fun in the NFL season right now. It was a crazy Sunday. And I know with crazy Sundays, it was some crazy payouts. So check it out on FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen. Before we wrap up this Victory Monday installment of Locked On Texans, man, we got to have this conversation. Coach D'Amico Ryan's have to be has to be coach of the year in the NFL. There's nowhere around him, man. Um, oh, saying Sykin is doing a damn good. I'm, I'm, I think that I understand. If, yes, he I think is, if D'Amico on, and his team makes the playoffs, but, then there's no doubt about it. Considering I under- the Texans past. But I cannot, and I'm sorry, and I, I don't want to be attacked in the comments, and please forgive me. Again, let me reiterate. Mm-hmm. What this team has been through in the past definitely warrants D'Amico Ryan's being coach of the year mm-hmm. if they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But right now, Shane Steichen has done a phenomenal job. With their in-division rival, you know, teammate, whatever, uh, franchise mate, the Colts, very similarities, a lot of similarities between the two. Anthony Richardson goes down. You have to bounce back over to Gardner Minshew, and, and he's done a phenomenal job as a backup starting now. Uh, who, who was a starter before in the NFL, so I don't want to give too much backup credit, right? He's not exactly. like Jake Browning. But I think the race between D'Amico Ryans and Shane Steichen is neck and neck. I, and, and, and I love that cover. I love this conversation because he absolutely deserves it. A nod. He does. Uh, look, look, no disrespect to what he's been able to do in Indy, but I put it like this. If somebody at the start of the year from the future would have came and said, hey, Cody, 
The Indianapolis Colts will be eight and six with a chance to go to the playoffs after defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers on a Saturday night. I could believe that. But if somebody would have came up to me and said the Houston Texans without Will Anderson Jr., CJ, Nico, Tank Dale, Titus Howard, all these injuries, they are also eight and six with a chance to go to the playoffs. I'm looking at this from a standpoint. Coach D'Amico Rhines has to be coach of the year. Now, I will say the Texans have to make the playoffs, but without a shadow of a doubt, just take a look at everything that this team had to had to overcome. You take a look at the, the foolishness and shenanigans and how bad the last three seasons was. Plus, this game alone signifies why Coach D'Amico Ryan should be coach of the year. This was a phenomenal performance, John. Look, Friday we had a conversation on whether or not this could be a, de- a defining moment for Bobby Sloan. I, from what you well, we said, we had a conversation for both coaches, right? Well, Remember, we, it was you're it was right, both coaches. You're right, and to be honest with you, I was looking more so as as this being a defining moment for Bobby Sloat. However, this was definitely to your point, what you said in the opening segment. This was definitely the D'Amico Ryan stamp game for all four quarters. He had that defense playing extremely good. This man took a chance on a quarterback in Case Keenum, who has been inactive for the first 12 games of the season. And you also got to take a look at the fact that he's doing this in his first year as a head coach. I don't know what else he can do to get that honor, man. I got a question, and I want us to talk about it at some point this week. Is mm-hmm. Derek Stingley an all-pro? If he closes the year out, I think they will put him at 12 games on the year. Would it be an all pro? Oh, man, ah, would it be an all pro? We're gonna have fun this week. I, I mean, this is the, this is, we're gonna have some fun this year. We we didn't have fun last week because <laughs> of the Jets' outcome, but we're gonna have some fun this week because I also think we got to look at how Houston can run their way into mm-hmm. the playoffs with Devin Singletary. How Houston may have an all pro cornerback in Derek Stingley. We got to talk about that tomorrow. There's and, so many and, things I want to say now. And a couple of things, how Houston may sack their way into a big extension with John Grenard. Boy, did he have a big day. Mm. And did not 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 Stella, but did Jalen Petrie get his groove back? Mm. More this week with the Locked On Texans podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube. Follow me on X slash Twitter, wherever I mean follow me on X slash Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. I'm trying to get better, y'all. I'm trying to get better so I can bring that energy. But this was a big win for the Houston Texans. Well-deserved. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.